People of Earth, attention! This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. All Better Audio. We're not just good. We're all better. Attention! This is a production from... The 4077, making audio sound all better. But that is all. From the personal journals of Erasmus Faustus Jr. Doc Faustus and the Frankenstein Factory. Tonight's episode The Nightmaster. And the darkest of souls. What has gone before? Blasts had rocked the dark night land of Cedar City. It had sent the ruler of Germany scurrying away in terror. But the horror that was in control of the town was still tainting the factory. And Doc Faustus was committed to sending it back to hell from which it came. Dr. Thursday was giving everyone a booster of his and Doc's round of medicinal shields. They had been aware for some time about the harm undead things could bring to living beings. Longtime listeners will remember the tale, Doc Faustus versus Professor Pathogen and the Phage Brothers. Everyone was checking their armaments, whether it be blade or no-kill bullets. They had their assignments, and each moved silently to bring an end to the unholy reign that the unliving had brought to Sumerian darkness. In the factory, Faratu rampaged. He was throwing things against the walls and wailing like a banshee. What the heaven is going on here? I had all this worked out. No one broke the virility. Rennie walked into the hall, and the cadaverous criminal ran to him and grabbed him by the shoulders. Uh, Who did it? Who ran the little dictator off? Boss, you got me. Nobody should have gotten past the guards to even get into town. That Rennie is pretty brave, as scared as he is of that monster. This cannot happen in the night. The night is mine. Rennie was hurled across the room, slamming into a wall. If this is sabotage, all those involved will die in ways that will become legendary for their cruelty. We'll, we'll find them, boss. We'll make them pay. Wait, where is Mago? Uh, haven't seen him for a while. Bring him to me. I'll do it. Quick as I can run him down. Wait. Huh? Just bring me his head. Aye, aye, boss. (gasps) 
Hinky, I've been listening. Ma'am, I didn't do nothing. Time for you to come over to the other side. power in the town suddenly went out at the same moment, thanks to Baxter and his patented Teslavator device. It had not shut down any generators, nor damaged any power lines. It merely drew all the electricity out of every device and sent it into the clouds. Immediately after the town was dark, the lightning rolled and the thunder rumbled and would continue to do so until Platt turned off his machine. Within the highly charged air, flashing particles would have blinded anyone not wearing the special tinted glasses that Mike created to counter the effects that Mary Jane had chemically created so many times before. The huge creatures around the city did not move, nor did it seem that they were in any discomfort or distress. Out of the factory came a troop of 30 or so, walking in close formation. Behind them, but never leaving the building, stood Boss Feratu. JJ had watched the stride of the moving guard creatures, and from it could calibrate exactly how long it would take for them to reach any point in the town. Do it, Matt! On JJ's signal, Matt let go the three gargoyle statues that had stood on the city hall for nearly 100 years, but they did not fall directly to Earth. With their heads wrapped with the aluminum steel wire Doc and Mary Jane had perfected, the massive statues swung toward the tower of the factory that loomed a couple of stories higher than the city hall. As they swung, they swept all but three of the blue-green creatures like bowling balls crashing through bowling pins. The three still-moving creatures continued on without a notice of their companion's plight. Out of the corner of Doc's eye, he saw that the boss was now in one of the upper factory windows, glaring at our heroes. Go, Thursday. At this moment, Doc Thursday let fly in rapid succession three flaming arrows. Every shaft flew true and went not only into the heads of the monsters, but through them. The three things stopped for a moment as if mildly aware they shared a five-inch gaping hole through their head. After an uncertain ten seconds, they fell to the ground. Seven pairs of eyes turned to the cadaverous figure in the factory window, but he was no longer there. But suddenly, something or someone emerged quickly from the window and... Doc saw their former companion, Rennie, earned a place among heroes before his death. Three more of the creatures emerged from the factory, but these things were a good four feet taller than the others had been. Their mouths were more articulated. They were snarling. They stood on the steps of the factory, and behind them came Boss Feratu. But he was not alone. In his arms was a little girl. She couldn't have been more than three years old. He held her roughly, and she was terrified. She 
this. I have six more of these things inside the last children in the city. If you do not show yourselves by the time I count five, my beasts will feast before your eyes. Now let her go. The worst of all horrible horrors. Doc and the Secret Six at the mercy of the most merciless of monsters. Tune in next time for the conclusion. Chapter 10. Last Stand in Cedar City. Doc, Faustus, and the Frankenstein Factory. Chapter 9, The Night Master and the Darkest of Souls, was written by C. Wayne Owens and produced by Victor Aurelius. It starred Jeff Niles as Boss Feratu, C. Wayne Owens as Rennie, Wayne Hayward as James Jesse, John Bell as Hinky, Julian Bain as Doc Faustus, and Victor Aurelius as the narrator. Music by Kevin McLeod. Copyright C. Wayne Owens, The Fordo 77th, and All Better Audio 2017. Visit our website at theforto77th.blogspot.com. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already... Think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E.com. Twisted Pulp Magazine.